we have our inaugural F1 Academy winner crowned this week, last weekend in Austin with two races to go. And what a race weekend that was for F1 Academy as a whole. So much to talk about. And also we got some new news in a few other sporting races. So welcome to Formula Talk. My name is Sophia and joining me as always, we have the lovely Tom Downey. Hello. It's, if I'm going to the mute button, yeah, I'm back in work and I'm just, yeah, I want to go back on leave because I was in the Nürburgring this time last week. So yeah, well, of we course. We that last episode. So I know, I yeah. Any videos? I Right, okay, listen here. I took one video because I didn't have any, I didn't think about GoPros or anything because I booked it quite last minute and I haven't got any GoPros and I have one video of me joining the autobahn on my phone and as soon as I hit about 110, it just turns into wind noise. So when I go next year, I'm buying GoPros and mics to go on the outside of the car because my RS5, it sounded absolute. Mm. So yeah, nice. next time I will, I promise. Good. Before we get into this episode, we got to thank our sponsors for this episode, which is Bet Online. So Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on all the action. And also, make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, which is B-L-E-A-B, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And also, make sure you're following us to know when every new episode of Formula Talk and our sister show Grid Talk is released. You can find us on all social media channels at the at Grid Talk UK to stay up to date with everything. F1 Academy, we had a season finale come to an end in Austin. It was live on TV. It was a great weekend to see in motorsports the support from not only just fans but also f1 drivers you had george russell giving out some of the trophies you had lewis in and out of the paddock with Susie wolf toto's wife like it's a really great event to see there was some great battling going on there was some great overtakes and marta garcia did in fact win with two races to go she was able to secure Pole position for race one, and then obviously the reverse grid for race two, and then was and then Jessica Edgar took the second pole for race three. So, what? I mean, race one, all eyes were on Garcia starting from pole. Normally, it is quite common for it to convert from pole to win, and that was exactly it. She did have some few battles with Jess Edgar, who was in second and making up some points. For it, so what was your take of it this whole weekend overall, Tom? I gotta be honest. I think the whole weekend was a massive success. It was we talked weekend structure and then sort of coverage and all the rest of it. Because yes, I'm gonna touch on it quickly. Obviously, the start of the season coverage was woeful, but now it we had Alex Jakes do, doing the voiceovers and the com- yeah and everything. We had all the graphics. It really you're gonna say something. You you and Alex. I had Harry Benjamin. For mine. Sorry, it was Harry Benjamin, not Alex's. My, my, my bad. Um, and Axel Davison as well. Yeah, but point being, it was it was a proper broadcast. We had all the graphics, all the sound effects that we get for F2, for F3, for F1. Given this is F1 Academy, it's quite literally in the name, F1 Academy. We had it, and it was, the, the coverage and the exposure it got was fantastic. Seeing people sitting on the hills, seeing people 
sitting in the grandstands. Yes, they weren't rammed full, but nobody was expecting that. And there was still a good amount of people watching. And I, for one, was so pleased to see that. As the actual racing, it was brilliant. I didn't see race two, I will confess, because I was coming watching, I was out or something, I can't remember. But race one was really good and race three was really good as well. I just about managed just to stay up for qualifying. I was quite knackered on, on Friday. But yeah, it was yeah, it, it was it was a really well done event, really well done weekend. It's a shame that it took so long for the governing bodies to get it to this point. But I'm not gonna dwell on that, he says having just talked about it, because hopefully this sets a blueprint for, for moving forward. And obviously we we had you know Bart Garcia becoming the F1 Academy champion which is amazing. Definitely. They actually had probably better coverage than we see sometimes in F2 and F3. No cutting out of the awards. They had a nice pre-show, a nice post-show. It was actually it was probably great. better. It was probably better than F2 and F3 because it's always cut off so quickly, especially when it's F2 and F3 on. Sometimes you miss podium in the Saturday races because they have to set up for qualifying on the TV. So it definitely was a great show to watch and there was so much going on. And I think... With obviously now the connections that they have with F1, with the drivers being, the teams being involved with one driver for each of the teams and then five being additionally sponsored by F1 Academy and F1. And then obviously we are following the F1 circuit as well. I think that's going to be, make it even more better. It's It was quite interesting some of the points that was made as well, because obviously Marta Garcia can no longer race in F1 Academy as she has won. So they are following the F2 and F3 rules. Lena Buller is now over the age because there's actually an age cutoff of 25. Megan Gilks is actually finishing her racing career now and is a performance engineer for Aston Martin. So it's not just even getting it on the track. It's also just there are so many opportunities that they can probably get outside off-track developments. And even most of the engineers for F1 Academy are females. If we look at Carling as well, for example, the person who's pretty much leading Carling as it is a family-based team, was there and it's female. It, it's such a great thing to see how many females are involved both on and off the track of this. And I think that is a great thing to see. And it inspires people. I know for me, I want to work in most sports. I want to be a sports analyst and a data analyst. And this is showing pathways that I know I can't drive because I don't even have a driver's license, let's be honest. So <laughs> I know I can never be on the grid, but I could be on the grid in other ways and supporting. So it is so great to see. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's 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 fantastic. It's it's doing everything right. Arguably, the W Series did wrong, and you could argue that maybe we should have had this sooner. And you know, I would I would certainly be, be inclined to agree with that. Again, not going to dot on that because it's not going to fix anything. And it's just it's good for the sport. It, like you mentioned about my mind has gone completely blank. But the one who's going to be the performance engineer for Aston, Megan, I was going to say Megan. Megan, that's it. I was going to say Jess Edgar, but I knew it wasn't her. Things like that is brilliant. And F1 Academy next year, with having the 10 constructor F1 constructor-backed teams, I think, and please hear me out on this, I think that means that the other five drivers that come in, which will bring big sponsorship and all the rest of it, those are going to be what people may call pay drivers in those seats. To a point, I know they have sponsorship from F1, but there are going to be some outside sponsorships. So... But having that coming in and then supporting the rest of the series, because let's face it, Motorsport has always had drivers who bring big sponsorship. 
you know, regardless of you know of, of their ability or with some drivers we've had in F one their lack of ability. I can think of one off the top of my head. Right, yeah, there, there are a few who you know who, who we can talk about. One who in F one at the minute, you know, yes, we all know it, it's it's only going to help F one Academy grow because it's going to bring money into the sport, which means that you know it it will develop. There's not going to be this risk of it going under like we had before. Is backed by F1. Is backed by the teams. Bianca, obviously, being being from McLaren, she's going to be the McLaren NC next year. We've who is it who's gone to Alpine? I can't remember. Or or was that someone from, from FT? I might be getting confused. But but you know, we're going to sign a minute. But, but point point being, it's only going to do F1 Academy well for for the future. And after what has been easily their best weekend to date in 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 motorsport. I'm really excited now for next season. hundred percent. It's Abby Polly that is with Alpine, and then obviously Lena Buller was with Salba, but obviously she is no longer competing with it yes. next year. I think those five will probably be F- the F2 teams that we see right now. So ART, Prema, Carling, Campos, and MP Bosport. I think those. That's are a really good one. point, actually. I, it makes sense given that they are they've invested it so that they can have one of the drivers. Obviously, technically. They are also with the teams to begin with anyway as well. It goes backwards. So obviously it's not going to be 15 different teams. <laughs> it's going to be only the five teams, but obviously they will be the main sponsor for that team, for that driver. Because obviously for Bianca's, for example, she'll be in full McLaren livery. So obviously she'll have the McLaren sponsorships, not any really of what will be ART sponsorships. So I think it might just switch all the sponsorships onto the last car that's not if there is a spare seat because obviously it could be three for ART, three for Prema and three for MP and one for Campos and then Carling and the rest of Campos will be their own teams as well. We don't know who's going to which and I think a lot of it's going to be probably announced in the upcoming months leading up to the start of the season, start of the test season as well. I think they are doing a postseason testing as well. It's not fully confirmed, but it makes sense to do it because that's what all the other disciplines have been doing. But let's just about, let's just talk about what the performance was overall. So race one, as mentioned, Marta Garcia what did win, followed by Abby Pulling and then Lena Bollard in P3. In F, uh, race two, F2. As it was reverse grid, Hamda was starting from pole. She then converted it into a win. Leah Bola came into second, and Jessica Edgar came third. Very close to coming into P2 as well. I will also mention about this as well, and I know we do speak about her quite a lot, but need to speak about Bianca. She stalled as she was stuck on the grid at the start, meaning she dropped down to the bottom. She moved seven cars in eight laps and to get points. What? That's... That's insane, isn't it? And the thing is that there was also another car that stalled on the grid at the same time as her, and they only finished. Ooh, I think they finished eleventh. That shows her ability to drive. There's a really cute clip, and it's all over social media. And it's the never give up kind of one of with her and her engineer with Prema. But she also did it in race three as well. She got clipped onto turn one with another driver and then had to make up grids she didn't get into the points i don't think we'll double check it when we talk about race three but that shows how good of a driver she is and mclaren's made a really good decision to bring her on for the uh, for next season oh absolutely yes it's, 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 I, I was a bit concerned when i saw her stall on the grid but 
she's still super young and it's the kind of thing that she'll learn and the racecraft she showed to filter through the field like that that's yeah that's that that was really impressive that was really impressive yeah, and it was race three that obviously she did have the crash, but then she also had a five-second time penalty, so she was uh, finishing in P13. So not the best weekend for her, but looking at race three, though, we do have a brand-new race winner, and it took to the last race of the last of, of the season, and it was Jessica Edgar for Carling, who won from pole, with Nuria Marti coming in second and Marta Garcia coming in third. That means how many we've had so many winners then. We've had three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten out of 15 be a race winner. You can't get that in F1. You can't get that in F2 or in F3, let's be honest. And to be fair, there was only one driver who almost won at least one race of every single round, and that was obviously Marta Garcia. She didn't do well in Barcelona or in Zandvoort, but I know she did podium in those races, but all the other ones, she won at least one of those races, sometimes even two. This is showing how great... I'm so excited for the season already. I know I had my reservations and my negativity about how it was because we just didn't know what was going on. There was so much kept in the dark about what was happening. A lot of decisions were made too close to the time, so... I was skeptical. I think it was just a rush job. But after watching this entire season so far, I definitely do take it back. And I think it's probably one of the best seasons. I've watched W Series as well. I've seen it for the last three years that W Series was around. Yeah. I think this has done 10 times better than what they've done in that three years, which is really sad and it's taken so long. But it's what's needed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's uh, like I said earlier, it's good, it's good for the sport, it's good for the exposure. It's doing, yeah, I feel like it's doing everything right, arguably, that W Series did wrong. And W Series had the right intentions, but F1 wanted almost nothing to do with it, is what it felt like, which was a real shame that doing the, they're, they're actually doing the right thing there. Yeah. Times are changing and people are recognizing the need of social media, the need of female fans, and just the support of that. Obviously, when it was clipped to the, the- stands it was quite empty for some of the races but some of the races were absolutely filled like the race two on saturday because it was just before the sprints that was packed and that was great to see and you you could hear fans when they were when naomi chef was interviewing the drivers afterwards it was great to see and even the podiums as well so it's a great step forward and i'm excited to see what's going to happen next year with the involvement of the f1 teams and also like the tracks as well because some of these tracks are brand new to most of these drivers potentially I think the only ones that would have any kind of knowledge is the ones that have done like the Middle Eastern regional Formula 4 and that's it. And then obviously European as well, but there's a whole bunch of new chance. We got Jeddah, we got Singapore, got Qatar. These are, it's going to be a great season. I'm, I'm really looking forward to bringing on 2024. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Genuinely cannot wait. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. We got the calendar dates and everything. Just need <laughs> to just hurry up. But we still have other things to talk about as well. But if y'all like this podcast, we would love it if you could take five to give us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're one of the 72% of people who have not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like, share, subscribe, or follow. We got a lot of other news and other support series. Let's start off with F2. So F2 is currently is in testing, I believe, actually soon. F3 is testing as well at the moment. 
But in F2 news, Dennis Hauger has decided to leave the Red Bull Junior program for next year. There's also rumors that other drivers, i.e. the two from Carling, which is A. Maloney and Enzo Fittipaldi, are potentially going to be leaving the junior driver program. Chris Miney, though, is announced as an Alpine Academy driver. Interesting. He has, to be fair, he has been quite consistent without any kind of involvement. So it, it makes sense. And he has done quite well in the F2 season so far. So that news actually just dropped today. We're recording today on Tuesday. Kimi Antonetti. Now, I've been slightly vocal about this on some of the social media pages. He won Freca this year. He has been consistently taking polls and wins. So he has a great track record. He is skipping Formula 3 to go straight into F2 with Prema. And it's also a Mercedes junior driver. Now, I still don't agree. I still think that he should go up the ranks. Don't get me wrong. He is a great driver. He is 16 years old American. No, Italian. Sorry. Wow. Really big mistake that. 16 year old Italian. But also, that means Behrman or Vesti won't have a seat with Prema next year, who are both also sidetracking, taking part in FP Free Practice 1 in Mexico for Mercedes and Haas this weekend. But yeah, going back to Kimi, I, what's your take on it, Tom? Because I'm still hesitant on it. I'm not hesitant. I think, he's, I think drivers should be almost made to do F3. If they're really that good or that hyped up, they shouldn't have a problem in F3 then, should they? I'm not saying go into F3 and win it in, in their rookie season, but I I have some concerns because he's 16, right? He's going into F2, which is one step below F1. And the FIA introduced things that drivers have to be have to have done a certain amount of stuff to get super license points to get to get into F1, for example. This came about after Max went from, I think he went, he went from when it was F3 back then, before it was GP3, so it's that below GP3, into, in, into F1, and then Stroll did something similar, went straight from from then F3 and into F1, because he didn't do GP2 or F2. He went straight to F1 in 2017. Obviously, you can't make comparisons between those two drivers, because one's a three-time champion, the other one's just an absolute idiot. But, but uh, yeah, I really do think that a driver should almost have to go through those steps because going from Frecker to F2, there's a lot more to learn. Uh, you read it, by the way. Uh, yes, sorry, for the benefit of our audio listeners. So I've just said something very passionate at the microphone, but unfortunately I, I, I can't that's, read. That's a big jump as well. It's a huge jump, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's, do, do, do the Frecker cars even have DRS? Yeah. Uh... They do. I'm yes. not, yeah, I think so. But it, you know, it's things like that. The, the F2 cars, obviously, you know, a lot quicker, a lot, you know, a lot more mechanical grip. They're they're absolute beasts to drive can, can, compared to the Frecky cars, and then the environment as well. F2, you've got drivers who are, you know, you got some drivers who are in the notice respect, but they're more making up the numbers, going through perhaps with a bit of financial backing. And then you've got other drivers in F2 who are going to go into F1 or should be going into F1, whether that's through finances or whether that's through, you know, winning or you've been picked up by an F1 team. You know, the fact that he's taking a premacy, which is one of the most coveted seats in F2, you could say. And, you know, it was Behrman and it was his teammate. It was Behrman's teammate this year. 
Vesti. Vesti, of course it was, yeah. You know, Vesti is a Mercedes-backed driver, or certainly was. Ollie Behrman, yeah, you just said, I, I thought so, yeah. Ollie Behrman is, uh, is Ferrari-backed. So he, he made his first ever outing in an F1 car at Maranello a couple of weeks ago. I think he was in the 2020 car, maybe the 2019 car. It was definitely one of the previous, it was definitely a pre-2022 car. And it's just, I just, I don't agree with it. I think it's too much of a jump too soon. There's a level of maturity that you need to drive an F2 car. And I think F2 has been getting younger and younger as it is. And so to, to me, F2 is people who are maybe like early 20s, late teens. Because back in 2016, my mate Matt Parry was racing in GP3, which is what F3 is today. And he was racing for Karainen, who, who aren't in GP3 anymore. Fun fact, his teammate for one race was Mahavia Ranganathan. Yeah. And uh, Boschong was his teammate as well. Oh. Matt Ralph. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I met Ralph Boschong and I met um, Mateus Isakam, who is SMP backs race. So he's Russian. He was lovely, man. He was wicked. Yeah. No, it just, if I think back to back then, we, I, I, I met Leclerc on the grids in 2016 because obviously GPT were in the same paddock. And even then, drivers were beginning to get a bit younger. Now, it feels like they are, I, I would argue they're too young. And I would argue that drivers need to spend a bit more time in in a support series to develop a level of maturity. Now, I know you can't do a cookie-cutter approach because you know, if you look at how mature P- Piastri is, and he's, what, 21, 22? I think he was born in 2001, so he's going to be 22 this year if he hasn't already had his birthday. And to give one back-to-back, you know, people like that, when they come through, you, you look at how... you. Know, for the most part, I know I do slate him. If you look at, for the most part, how much George Russell, he obviously won back-to-back. He won F3, F2 back-to-back. And he, he was he did a couple of years at Williams and all the rest of it. But he came through the system. I don't think that jumping into F2 as a 16-year-old, when you've got people who are, people who've been there, people have been in F2 for a year, two years. You've got Bosch, I've been there since he became F2. It's, yeah, I, I really don't feel that great with it. Yeah, I certainly don't agree with it. So, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit, I'm not sure. Yeah, I did double check. He is actually 17, but still, still, still. Yeah, it. I think also the fact that there's a lot of drivers in F3 who are trying to get in F2. I think he's jumped the queue. It's I think a, it makes a bit of a mockery. Yeah, if he were 16 as well, I would have raised the point saying, "What happens if he wins? Because he can't race in F1." until yeah. he's 18 as well so that's also another problem to think about as well bringing these drivers up into formula 2 so early on in their career and if they do very well which could which is what everybody wants they want to win if they win at 17 and they're not 18 by the time the season starts they're out of a seat and that could be their only that could have been their only shot into a seat in f1 as well that's also another thing to think about as well which i don't know if people do people probably do consider it 100 percent, but that's also another factor to things and it timing is of essence and i think this timing and now the pressure's on him as well he's the driver that's jumped like that's going to be so much and again in a prema which is a big team he's he's, not a backmarker in f2 no like they've won championships like they have drivers that have won championships he's also mercedes backed as well so obviously that's going to play into pack fact 
especially because also again we don't know who he's taking if it's a fireman or besties imagine yeah. if, imagine if it's a mercedes swap oh god alive yeah yeah if they were red bull back drivers you could understand it but mercedes yeah they don't do that they don't do that also if if prem end up boosting out that's that's yeah that's so harsh on bearman because he's ferrari back obviously prem italian team the yeah i say even better as well like he's, yeah that's he a record that Vesti doesn't have which is the whole pretty much taking almost all but one point of an entire f2 race yeah a perfect weekend for betty Bevan's 19 i think and sorry sorry is he 18 18 yeah my bad but if so if Bevan, if you look at his back of the weekend for example he's 18 first year in f2 and he taught free practice he got pole he won the sprint and he won the feature race a grand slam in F2 is unheard of. And we're, we're past the slaps as well a few times. Yeah, yes, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's just if Premier are really going to bin that off, it's just I can see I can see them getting rid of Vesti, but whether Mercedes will have some influence on that, because obviously they're both Mercedes backed drivers and they could have like contractual obligations. And then it's if, 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 First, he does get booted. Where does he go? Does he stay in F2? Does he maybe go to, uh, you know, did he go to parts of British back scene somewhere else that Mercedes have got some influence? Because let's be fair, Toto is incredibly well connected. It's really hard to say. And whoever gets yeeted out of Premier, I feel for them. I don't think he should, you know, if you're asking me, I don't think he should be Bearman because I think he's performed better this season. I might be a little bit biased because I really like Oli Behrman. He's arguably my favourite F2 driver, mainly because he was doing bits this year, and I was mad impressed. But yeah, it's... Just going back to the topic at hand, it is... A, uh, I'm not going to say that phrase. It is a bit of a take. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it does make a little bit of a mockery of uh, of, of the whole junior feeder process where someone can go, oh, here's a checkbook. And then up they go. Yeah. But I, we, but, sorry, but we've seen that since the dawn of time in motor racing. Money talks, isn't it? Yeah. Can't back it. He can't back it. He has one. He has poles. He has everything. He's not jumping the queue for the sake of just only money. What we've seen with other drivers, he does have some credibility, but I still think that's too much of a jump. That the cars are so different. Even I've interviewed F3 drivers and F2 drivers, and they've like the discussion of the differences between that even slight jump is a lot so i think they've just fed him to the sharks and it's just hindered somebody else's ability to come into f2 or retain their seat for another year that could have had a better opportunity i think but moving on though we're still in f2 news we have it was announced later on early on this year actually that jayan derubler was not returning to formula 2 for next year we all knew that was happening he is he is actually racing full-time in formula e he was a test driver for Formula E for Mahindra Racing. It made sense that he used to move to Alberta. And also, speaking of Formula E, testing is going on as of today, at the start of testing in Valencia. Jayhan obviously is doing testing. Nick DeVries is back for a full season in Formula E. Zay Maloney is testing in the Andretti car. Robert Schwartzman is for DS Penske. Taylor Barnard in Formula 3 is in the McLaren and Victor Martins is in the Nissan and then also Tim Tremitz is in the ABT Cupra. Now I've not mentioned his name before but F3 is also doing their testing and he is testing in Formula 3 as well. 
there's a lot of new faces coming back for the testing, for the final test of Formula 3 right now. When it comes to driver's news, we only have one driver confirmed for 2024, which is Dina Beganovic. He is with Prema again. That is a really good cause. He has done very well in Formula 3, so definitely well-deserved. But I definitely think after testing, we'll have a lot more announcements coming through. I want to see Sofia Flourish. I want to see Marta Garcia. I think Marta Garcia is probably the best. I think she will go to campus in Formula 3. I think that's probably... The fact that they've changed drivers so often in campus as well, it makes sense that... Because she, she can bring in funding. She has the back as well. So hopefully we'll be able to see her in Formula 3 and maybe the return again of Sophia Flourish. But I'm excited. There's just so much going on now. It's a start and silly season for everything. Other news, again, we're just talking about everything today. The number 30 Graham Rahal Letterman car in IndyCar next season will be driven by Haas Reserve driver and grandson of Emerson Fittipaldi, brother to F2 driver Enzo Fittipaldi. Pietro is going to be racing full-time. He's replacing Yuri Vips, who was in the number 30 car this season. I think it's a great move, especially because Ollie is coming in and developing with driving with Haas, and just doesn't seem to be much progression into the seat. Obviously, when it was figuring out who was going to take that second Haas seat, I said Pietro is probably the best, one of the best ones to bring in, even though he is not experienced on track as much. He has been Haas's reserve for nearly three years as well. He's been involved with them from the start, and he's just not had the opportunities. And I feel like it was just a bad decision not to give him more opportunities, and that's why he's gone full-time into IndyCar. But great thing to see. I'm excited to see him race, because he can race, and I would. I think he's doing the ovals as well. So we'll see like it'll be nice to have both brothers racing full-time and full seasons that is if enzo is racing in 2024 it's still not confirmed yet if he's with carling next year but yeah yeah i'm mute now <laughs> payback i muted the actual microphone because i had muted myself in zoom oh my word can you tell i'm back to work and trying to multitask <laughs> I we're, both, we're both back to work. We're both coming back into yeah. the talk after a bit of a hiatus. Apologies to our listeners <laughs> and viewers. We will get better with time. So well, I'm just doomed from the outset. Yeah, no. New co-host of 2024. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I may. I wouldn't even blame you. On, honestly, yeah. this is your idea to, to do formula talk. I'm just the idiot who sets up the Zoom and waffles nonsense for half hour. And somehow you would also listen to it. So thank you so much. And don't forget, leave five star rating. There, what about that for a segue? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, you, you made a good point about about Enzo and not getting time. Was, Pietro. I was in, yeah, Pietro in, in the house or not in the house. And since there was there there were lots of rumors in 2022 that he was going to get the seat when when he was not be named was unceremoniously dumped but then obviously came back and back i still think that was the right decision to bring came back because i think pietro and schumacher would have been a recipe for disaster in that car pietro did he did do two races for house in 2020 after grosjean's horrendous accident so that was obviously secure and then ab stabs where he, yes, I did say that. Where he, where he did, to be fair, he did all right. That that car was a cheap of absolute nothing. And then the 2021 car, he'd probably be quite glad he wasn't driving it. Done three practice sessions and testing and all the rest of it. I know Ollie Behrman was involved with Haas as well. I, he was sitting down as one of their 
I don't know if he was a test driver or I think he's done as a test drive, test and development driver, not necessarily a reserve driver. I think Pietro's got the number one call on being a reserve driver. Tooney did, I don't know if he's still there. It does seem like there aren't going to be any seats forthcoming, certainly for now at Haas, because obviously Haas has signed up the Chocolate Brothers for next year. Obviously, Hulk is 35, going on 36. There might be also there might be a change for next season. We don't know. And even then it's not guaranteed. Demerson Fittipaldi, obviously Brazilian, but massive in the US because his grandsons were born. Certainly Pietro was born in Miami, I believe. And he's he's got dual nationality with Brazil and and the US. So that they're, they're gonna love him there. I think it's good. The the, the Graham Ray Hall, it is it's a decent seat. Obviously, it, it's not an Andretti seat or or anything like that in 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 IndyCar. That's a done twister, especially when you need a coffee. But said uh, with Zoli Behrman doing more for Haas, you know, he's doing FP1 in oh I think Mexico and Abu Dhabi. Is it? Yeah. I've, got, I've got a feeling it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if, if there were three, but we've only got about four races left, especially with one of them being a sprint in F1 as well. They're going to need that free practice session in Brazil. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's a good move, and I know you said it as well, so if you, 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 you think it's a good move for, for him in, in, in IndyCar. Uh, next season, I'm going to say now, I'm going to watch like all of IndyCar, if I can, because the bits I did see this season, it was bloody brilliant. I really liked it, so I, I really do want, want want to watch it next season. And also, given the fact that he's been, as uh, given the fact that he's he's boosted out Yuri Vips, that's just quite funny, isn't it? He's, Yuri Vips has not has not done himself any favors over the last couple of years. He's done well though for driving. He has performed very well. He was in the Fast Twelve, his first race. He has done well on track. It's his off track that's pretty much killed. He killed his career. He might have a well, seat somewhere else. We don't know. We're still figuring out who's racing for who in IndyCar. There's been some changes already. Did Malukas to McLaren. Pelot's saying back and removing himself from McLaren. There's still seats still available. And obviously new teams are potentially joining or partnering. I know McLaren with, I can't pronounce it very well, the team with Caleb Eilard and August Camp- um, Capino, they are being partnered as well. And obviously teams are bringing in new cars. So... He might have another C somewhere. Don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Tomo. You think? Yeah, I could. That's a tongue twister for me. You definitely, <laughs> definitely didn't just Google it, by the way. Yeah, I knew the name. I just couldn't pronounce it. That's yeah. That's the problem with sometimes being on these podcasts. Is like you get really obscure names and trying to pronounce it, especially with my pronunciations of things. It's not the best. <laughs> no, mine, mine's not perfect either. Sometimes my Welsh gets in the way. So yeah. Um, one thing I did want to say, and this is probably segueing into a little bit more of an outro, so sorry for semi-stealing your thunder as the as the beauty and the brains behind Formula Talk, is obviously we've been a little bit stop-starty with our shows, but for the benefit of all our listeners and for anybody who watches this as well, hello, we, will, we do have a couple of shows scheduled. So we've got... We've not got anything next week in the calendar because there's nothing major to talk about our next show will probably be the abu dhabi preview because that's obviously the final round of f2 and the championship is on the line where have we heard that before 
that'd be, that'd be time she put on the line. What happened last time we had that in, in Motorsport? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, so, you know, so that, that, yeah, that, that will, you know, we'll have, we'll have an Abu Dhabi preview. I'm just looking at the calendar now. So it's going to be, no, it's, that'll probably be out on the 21st of November. That'll, that'll probably be the day which, which we record it. So Tuesdays are our day. Obviously that's, that's subject to availability. We might record it a little bit before then, could be out before then, but by then it should be out. And then obviously say the Tuesday after Abu Dhabi, we'll have our Abu Dhabi review. That's going to be a review of the Abu Dhabi, of the race. We might delve a bit into the championship, but then in December, potentially to six, or maybe once he's back home in Bermuda. I was like, uh, please get a ride. Do you know what? I stumbled over it in my head. Like, and as I started in Bermuda, I went, oh, yeah, he's a Barbados. But I was just like, because the problem is, because I've wound you up so much about it, I've, I've, you know, I've got Stockholm syndrome from myself. That, you know, I was just like, come on, Tom, you can get this right. So there'll, there'll be an F, F3 and F2 uh, recap. It might be in one episode that we'll probably split F3 into one episode, F2 into another episode, and F1 Academy into another episode. Who knows? But you'll, but in, in the off-season, we'll be having a fair amount of content coming your way. And we will also... We're also going to be having a bit of a roundtable discussion, probably with... Aaron, who's been on before, because Aaron and I had a chat once when we were playing F1 about about the sort of whole bridge from F2 into F1, so how perhaps things... Yeah, we, we had some thoughts around how, how, how it could be approached, so expect that episode. And if you're a fan of episodes where it sounds like it's two mates sitting around chatting, you know, in a less sort of like strictly like podcasty sense like this, where it's more just like... It, in a monologue, you know, letting the intrusive thoughts win, which is never good. Then, yeah, then you know, you if anybody enjoys that, you may want to enjoy that one because we started talking about it, and I said, Aaron, save the thoughts. We'll do it in a podcast. So yeah, so that one will be coming in in the off season. So yeah, we've got some thoughts about that. So yeah, so expect some expect some content certainly in end of November, then through December, and then through January as well. We'll say like a rule of thumb every other week. Yeah, just to keep it keep it keep it flowing because we've been on a little bit of a hiatus for for a couple of months. I've been away, you know, we've we've both been rather busy to say the least. You know, yeah, we want to keep the content coming for you. So yeah, so if I can hand back to you, so you can <laughs> segue us out. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's so much content. We even might just pop up once depending on how the news is as well. Obviously, today's episode had a lot of news towards the back end of talking about F1 Academy as well. So we're expecting a lot of driver announcements to come through for F2, F3. We'll even, maybe even we'll throw in Afrika, who's just recently finishing up their season as well. There's so much to talk about. Obviously, GT has just ended as well. GB3's carding, everything's just been going on. So we might cover some bits in the off season as well. So definitely do follow us on social media at GoodTalkUK to hear when we release new episodes and then also again Grid Talk will always still be releasing stuff about F1 throughout the season as well and off season. So yeah Formula Talk is pretty much available on YouTube where episodes aren't recorded live. Still haven't done that. Abu Dhabi review maybe. That's probably like the best time maybe that we can do it. But probably not. We say it every time but you can find our our episodes that are pre-recorded onto YouTube 
as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search Formula Talk for our backlog catalog of shows and previews and reactions to the races. As well, you can also find Grid Talk. As mentioned, they cover qualifying, race results, and previews. Pretty much everything F1. Please consider supporting us, supporting the channel on Patreon, sorry, so we can get mics, lights, and better recording equipment. And again, make sure you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each new episode is released. We'll be back soon with plenty more motorsport content. We'll probably be talking about some of the news or, as mentioned, previewing the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix for Formula 2. Thank you, Tom, for joining me as always. You're welcome. Definitely wasn't replying to Tim's message. <laughs> yeah, in the midst of work. <laughs> and again, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to Formula Talk presented by Bet Online. And goodbye. <laughs>